Hi, and welcome to our first ever commentary. I'm Andrew Wass. I'm Jake Plumeri. And I'm Jacob McCullough. So here on our commentary tracks, we like to view movies from our childhood, I guess, and then talk about them. Well, I mean, I don't know if we like to do it, but well, we do it. You tolerate it. So we're watching Scooby-Doo and the Reluctant Werewolf today, right, guys? I thought we were watching the Boo Brothers. I scheduled three hours out of my out of my day just to watch it. No, we're actually watching the 1998 cinematic classic Scooby-Doo on DVD. Yes. <laughs> That's right. That's what we're watching. It's not laser disc. So you think Hanna Barbera disliked this movie because it like had a budget of over five dollars? Um. Well, did it make that budget back? I don't know. How's like a TV movie like work? Like they. Ever, like, I think if it made its budget back, then they were satisfied with it. There you go. I know they were very happy with the Flintstones John Goodman movie, so maybe they like this even more. Maybe it's less. the one where they have to, like, beat an insurance scam. Yeah, that was, like, the weird thing with, like, kids' movies in the 90s. Like, they all involved white-collar crime. So this is probably the best Scooby-Doo movie. I don't know who, who agrees with me on that here. I, yeah, I would that to say. Yeah. I would say the Boo Brothers would like to have a word with you. Well, that doesn't count. You didn't watch the whole thing. Oh, maybe that's why I liked it. <laughs> We're going to be making lots of jokes about Scooby-Doo and the franchise because we have no lives and have watched a lot of it. This is actually our fifth time in about a year we've watched this. I think all of us have officially seen this more than we've seen Citizen Kane. <laughs> yeah. I know at least more than The Godfather 1 and 2 combined in terms of viewing screen. <laughs> I just remember, even though I was a huge Scooby-Doo fanatic growing up, this scared the ever-loving crap out of me, yeah. and yeah, I didn't watch this again until like late high school, early college. So, really? Yeah, I don't think I watched it. Huh. This is actually his first time watching it since then. Okay, so I remember when this first came out, and I, yeah, I watched it constantly. Whenever it came on, it was it was a real treat. It didn't come on often, but when it did, I, I always, always try to watch it. And I like Witch's Ghost. It's like the moon landing. We're like, we're counting where we were when we saw this. I was in my living room. I like rented it on VHS as a kid. Oh, okay. So you didn't see it when it premiered on Cartoon Network? No, I just randomly found it at at like Blockbuster Video. Oh, so you weren't aware of it until then? I don't think so. But it was like 1998, 1999, I think I saw it. They had like a weird trend. Like I found out when looking up about the movie that they would release the, um, and they're doing this again with the, Return to Zombie Island. Uh, they release it on home video, like in September, and then back in the day would have aired it on Cartoon Network. Now just for streaming around Halloween time. So you might have seen it actually before either me or Jake watched it because you saw it at the video store. I definitely remember mm-hmm. watching it. Like I remember like watching it like Friday night. You know, yeah, being I super excited. I got to stay up late. You know, had all my Scooby Doo merch around me. I know I saw it before Witch's Ghost even came out, because I remember when that came out, but I just randomly picked it up at the uh, the store, because I'm like, oh, it's like a Scooby-Doo movie. Okay. As the box says, feature-length film. Well, I was very perceptive at that age. Yes. So what I do find interesting, though, about this movie is how it very much is paralleled by the 2002 James Gunn cinematic classic Scooby-Doo. So, do we think this or the live action Scooby Doo did the break up real monsters? This. This. We know the okay. So here's the weird thing with this, and like 
granted, it's been at least three weeks since I've last seen this movie, so maybe I'm not remembering it right, but the arc is pretty much done by like the first act, and the rest of it is just them like kind of running from zombies. Whereas the live action film, the arc work is woven throughout the tapestry of the film, but it's also a really terrible movie, so it's like, you know. I don't think it's that bad. I think objectively it is, but I kind of enjoy it. <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's decent. It's no Monsters Unleashed. Though that did have Peter Boyle and Ruben, you know, from American Oh, is that Fantasia? Yes. From American Horror Story? Yes. I mean, American Idol? Yes. Oh. Yes is the answer to everything. Oh, oh, sweet. Is, is Fred a producer here? Yeah. And is he still supposed to be younger than me? I think so. So Fred didn't have to slave away as an assistant at, like, a talent agency? No. But you know what? Good for him. He went and made his own career pathway. I respect that. Same thing with Daphne. What do you think their resumes look like? Like, between the ages of 16 and, like, 19, foiling robberies and criminals and masks? I feel like that's included under other experience. Relevant work. I mean, maybe that's why Shaggy and Scooby get to work for TSA, because, like, hey, we've caught the bad guys before. We'll probably catch them again. We bumbled our way into it, but we'll do the same at TSA. <laughs> we'll unmask those terrorists. Well, you know what? Let's, um... Let's get down to business here. I have actually prepared some Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island trivia for us. You printed it out. Did you just look up the IMDb trivia? Well, you're going to have to wait and find out throughout the duration of this commentary track. This was written as an episode of SWAT Cats. It was unproduced, and so they just added Scooby-Doo in, and that's how this movie came to fruition. Well, the weird thing is, because spoilers, um, cats play a big part of being the villain, so it would have been dog bad guys for the SWAT cats to fight against, or they fight against their own kind, proving that humans are the biggest monsters in the mall. That's pretty deep. There's a lot to garner from this trivia. Now, I will be reading these throughout the duration of the film. I want to know how many people are traveling with bananas like through customs and before 9-11 you know you can travel with food like that uh, well apparently so not that your career is I guess Velma got the short end of the stick glad to see uh, Velma's following the career path of Dan Aykroyd from Ghostbusters 2 is that what happened in Ghostbusters 2 I haven't seen Ghostbusters 2 in years yeah no um, he opens the cult bookstore and yeah no we should actually uh, pause Zombie Island right now Go grab your copies of Ghostbusters 2, because I know you all have them, and this has just turned into Ghostbusters 2. You actually have to pause Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island and turn on Ghostbusters 2 immediately after to follow this commentary track. Yeah, so right now it's fading up on Dana Barrett with the baby carriage, and it just is five years later. Um, some ooze is coming up through the sidewalk. And, oh, she's now talking to her, her doorman, who's like saying, well, why do I need to be friendly? And she's like, because you're a human, and now the baby carriage is rolling away. And already you regret it. Oh, Jake has now turned it back to Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island and has broke my Blu-ray disc of Ghostbusters 2. So, I guess we'll have to do that another day. I wonder how many tapeworms they must have for all the food they eat. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they get it between each other. I mean, you 
can see you can definitely see the influence of like the anime um, oh, style, sure. like with like the crying and all that. Like the yeah, um, Mook Animation, I think was the animation studio behind like the first oh. wars. And you could like really see the um, style, the you know, the anime Japanese style creep in through like every now and then. They snuck past Hanna Barbera. Like this is, I guess this is my one minor quibble with this obviously undisputed masterpiece is that they just kind of get back together and they're all fine. I mean, I don't want to see them like like hating each other and fighting with each other like in the live action movie, but they're just like, oh yeah, we're back. Well, the weird thing is they broke up because the mysteries were so boring and they were tired of not finding ghosts, but isn't that the whole point of this, that they're going around trying to find ghosts? So what's different, really? Yeah, it's like they achieved their dream and they don't know what to do going forward. Yeah, I mean, they take the tagline and they go, this time the monsters are real, a little too literal, but like, oh, we gotta have them be complaining about, you know, the monsters aren't real. But I, I appreciate that they didn't make them hate each other, though. Like, they, the lazier writer, or committee of writers, as it's probably what in this case, would have just, like, had them hate each other for some arbitrary reasons that they get over later. So are you saying, insert writer of Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island here... Um, is a better writer than James Gunn. Is that what you're saying? Essentially. You're saying they should be the one to helm Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I'm very disappointed that they had to rehire James Gunn and not the committee that wrote this. Maybe the committee didn't make pedophile jokes. Topical. Maybe they did. We just don't know. <laughs> So it's kind of a, I, I think ultimately, I prefer this one even if I find it to be an imperfect structure for their arcs. Oh, which would you have? Yeah, you'd rather have like the imperfect good one versus the really shitty one that got one thing right. Well, it's like on paper, the one from the live action film seems like it'd be the better one where like the flaws that have been inherent in them throughout the entire series sort of finally come to the forefront and break them apart and they each have to overcome those flaws throughout the rest of the film. But it's not really what happens. They just sort of like... Are jerks. Yeah, they just kind of make them jerks. They like take like the broad strokes of their characterizations and like really just put it into like overdrive and kind of make them all jerks. Here it's like... Yeah, like basically all the development happens in the first ten minutes of the movie but like they're at least like in character and they're still like not totally mean to each other. Well, they don't even dislike each other in this version. It was just they got tired of um, doing like the same thing over and over. Which this is why I don't get. So, like, and I'm I'm they, okay with like um, I'm okay with them doing something where they have conflicts with each other. It's just it felt like very forced conflict in the other one, where they weren't really acting like themselves. They did a Kickstarter to revive SWAT Cats after 2013 via Kickstarter. They made $140,000 in funds reaching their goal and then just never made it. Oh, that's some shady stuff. <laughs> 
Now, Jake, do you have any opinion on the scene? What? Or apparently they were able to convince him just to bring it back on Boomerang. We should download the Boomerang app. In fact, you guys should close out of this video right now and go download the Boomerang app. You should, like, close out of this video right now and go, you know, tell a loved one that you care for them. Instead of watching Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island in your mid-20s. Instead of watching three people talk about Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island in your mid-20s. I could be with my girlfriend right now, but I chose to do this instead. Why did you mention your girlfriend? Did you think people wouldn't believe any of us had girlfriends? Listen, I have to make myself seem cooler. Well, it's working. <laughs> hey girl, you got me running. Na 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 na. My heart is lost and my mind's gone bumming. I like to think also Frank Welker, like, like, it wasn't in the script that he was eating, but, like, Frank Welker was just having, like, a big sandwich during, like, the audio recording. Can we talk about how, like, loyal Frank Welker has been throughout this whole, these whole 50, 60 years? 50 years. It's the 50th anniversary. Oh, yeah. Also, that's why we're doing this. It's also the 50th anniversary. So, so how old was he when he started doing the voice? Yeah, I think he around, like, mid, yeah, mid to late 20s. Oh, you can print that fact out? Okay, Frank Welker was born in 1946, so 56-66, so he was 23 when he started Scooby-Doo. Wow. So what have we accomplished in our 26 and 20 year, 27 years, respectively, lives? Have we started voicing a classic cartoon character? Have we? It depends on if people start watching my videos on YouTube with more frequency sometime soon. Click the link below. Yeah, I Scooby was such an asshole doing this to Shaggy, eating his food. It's like, I know that's the joke. But as a kid, I was always irritated with that. I always felt bad for Shaggy. I I always yeah, thought it was okay because Scooby Doo is sort of a miracle of an animal, and Shaggy gets to hang out with him. True. Yeah. Well, this this movie makes Scooby kind of a jerk. Like he's really aggressive towards like the cats and like. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Andrew, because that brings me to my next trivia point, which is coming up in the movie shortly as well. This is the first time Scooby Doo shows any aggression towards another animal. In all previous series, he is kind and friendly towards not only cats, but others, including mice, gophers, chicks, etc. There we go. Yeah, so no, shortly how he starts trying to kill this cat. Now I wonder, do you think that was a big F you to Casey Kasem for being a vegetarian and leaving the series around this time? That's like, we have to show as much anguish towards animals as possible. I don't think they care that much. Yeah, we should talk about the guy who... I'm going to undermine you throughout this entire commentary. I'm going to just shut you down. <laughs> Any talking points to bring up? Well, I think we should talk about how great Scott Innes... Innes? Or wait, no, wait. He was only Scooby-Doo. Don Innes. Innes. Yeah, yeah, this was, um... This was, um, actually Billy West as Shaggy, so... Was he better or worse than Scott Innes, the one who did it through, like, Witches, Ghosts, Cyber Chase, and Alien Daters? I like Billy West. That's all I have to say on that. I mean, he's great. I think Scott Enos did a little bit better of a job as Shaggy. Wait, that's Jim Cummings, right? Yeah, yeah. Cajun Jim Cummings. I think this is, this might have been the first time I, I knew about Mark Hamill being a voice actor, but I didn't I couldn't place Mark Hamill 
playing Luke Skywalker quite yet, but the name seems so familiar to me. And then once I watched Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, my brother had a Star Wars poster in his room, and I put two and two together. I was blown away. I, I don't think any other actors in this starred in the highest grossing movie of all time, but I have to double check. Time Cop? <laughs> oh no, that's John Clark Van Damme. Wait, I'm Time Runner. Time Runner. Let, let it be known, Time Runner I have seen more than once on Voodoo Free Watch. We I like Time Runner because Time Runner, he like goes back in time to stop an alien invasion from happening and you find out the president is secretly an alien and his name is President Neela, spelt N-E-I-L-A. Think about it. Dr. Acula? Think about it. President Neela. Oh. President Alien. Uh, oh. Alien spelled backwards. I wonder if it's like Mark Time Runner. I wonder if um, like the um, Fox News would do like a whole thing on that now. Just like if someone was starting for president with that like as their name. Like, Time Runner? Yeah. Oh, oh Neela. Yeah. Here's a little fun fact. The animators of Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island aim to increase the quality of the animation from past Scooby-Doo efforts. Most notably, the initial zombie uprising was traced from the live-action film Mukader Kastikander, which is a reported favorite of Frank Walker's. I'm sure Frank Walker appreciated that. Well, it, actually, like, it's, it's great that you bring that up, because I, I wanted to... <clears throat> You're a big fan of the film, too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of... Uh, of Bukhater Kasikander. Yes. Well, like, like I was saying before, the, the animation, this is kind of on another level where even compared to the other ones later on, like Witch's Ghost and Alien Invaders, even, I mean, I, granted it, it's a film, but there's still like a great texture to it and it's it's very atmospheric. But yeah, there definitely is a sharp decrease between like, this Witch's Ghost is a little bit less, but still really good. It, it's still so, But good. then like a very sharp decline between that and Alien Invaders and then like, Cyber Chase, that's when you could start telling oh, like, yeah. it was starting to get like really cheap. And ironically, that's the only one of like the big four Scooby movies that's on Blu-ray. I almost thought Cyber Chase should have had like CGI elements in it. Like that the Johnny like, West as well. Here's Mark Hamill. Does this ever, does this, do they play a role in the movie? I'm trying to remember. They're red herrings. Oh, that's right. Like that little kid that you always thought was named Red Harry. Still think it's a better name. Red Herring is way too on the nose. I'm very disappointed. Apparently not on the nose enough for you. I, I literally thought it was Red Harry throughout my childhood. We're referring to the great show, uh, pup named Scooby-Doo. Created by Tom Ruger, the guy who did Animaniacs, Freakazoid, and Tiny Toons. Really? Yeah. I like how this um, hog is named Mojo, and I like to think that's a reference to Powerpuff Girls, which was popular. I thought it was an Austin Powers reference. <laughs> one or one or the other. You want a crocodile? Tell him to get in this. 
Turns out Austin Powers was actually referencing this movie. <laughs> I could see Mike Myers being a fan of these. What happened to Mike Myers? He had that gong show, like, for a year where he pretended to be someone else, and we all knew That's... it was him, but, like, we had to pretend like we didn't realize it was him. Wait, what was that? Yeah, the he was gong show. Him. Yeah, they brought back the gong show, and he was in pretty good makeup, but you could clearly tell it was him, and they didn't hide the fact that Mike Myers was a producer on the show. So he's just playing like this old like British host in this like from in his sixties who supposedly had a bunch of popular shows in England, but they didn't even bother. That's kind of funny actually. They didn't even create an IMDb page, but like everyone immediately realized it was him. But like we all had to pretend like oh he hoodwinked us. That's pretty funny actually. Oh, you actually put some thought into that because when I first saw it, I thought it was just, like just a paycheck for him, just Which, something to kind of because he's he's been gone for what since the Love Guru. Yeah, that was like the last major one he did. Which is, I think, now on Voodoo. Uh, Voodoo is my new favorite. No, Roku. It's not Roku. Voodoo uh, is my new favorite streaming source. And you know what's great about it? No algorithms. There you go. No one trying to suggest me what I'll like. I'll be like, I'll watch whatever I damn well please. And watch Time Runner. I'm glad to see they've added a bench seat in the back of the mystery machine, so it's not just implied that everyone except the people in the front seat are just bouncing around in the back of the car. They're showing road safety now in these Scooby movies. Just hear the gulf of wind music swelling now. I've never seen it. Alright, well let me start describing how it opens. So it opens up and Vivian Lee is with some guy, and then George Reeves from Superman. He's there. He's in the movie. This is before Superman. Okay. Okay. Wait, did you want a bigger reaction to that? <laughs> Daydreaming, hands in the sand. Snake himself and Mr. Fantastic on Spider Man the Animated Series. So, this is Adrian Barbeau. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Huh. I did not know that. And we have Esmeralda in the background. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I actually legitimately, the first time I saw this, thought that was supposed to be Esmeralda, like the first time. Do you want to know a fun Cam Clark fact? Sure, that's over here. He did a cover of I Will Survive that you can listen to online. And now we're going to play it. Now that we've played That'll the be 10 the seconds. Outro, the <laughs> outro music is, it wraps up. And they have like a lot of like actually good voice actors like in this. Like no disrespect to like the original series. I know not obviously we do have Frank Welker back, but like. Like notable, notable. Like they were good in the original series. True. It was just yeah, like. Sorry. Of a certain like caliber in terms of where their careers were at. Was Frank Welker never left? Yeah, the only time Frank Welker has not been involved in Scooby Doo has been the live action ones, or a pup named Scooby Doo when they in Robot Chicken. 
They have, uh, oh, God, I'm blanking on his name. They get Matthew Lillard and um, Sarah Michelle Gellar and Linda Cardellini to do the voices. And Freddie Prince Jr. does, oh, yeah. too. They, they get the cast of the live-action movies to do it on Robot Chicken, which I think is kind of like the joke. So it's it's all good. Well, because Seth Green was the second one. They like, Oh, God, he was, wasn't he? This film was love interest. Yeah, I'm mad that the yeah, weird goth guy from the first one was not back. Or, or Is that the guy with the mustache? Yeah, like the hipster looking guy. Oh, yeah. the Led Zeppelin shirt. Yeah. Well, I'm also mad that Mary Jane. You just know that they broke up because he lives in Silver Lake. <laughs> and she can't make that commute every day. So, right, well, now this is the turn of the commentary for Beneath the Silver Lake right now, so sync up your DVD, guys. Underneath the Silver Lake, you mean? Yeah, whatever. That's a great movie. I just saw it when we were up here in Jake's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check it out if you haven't seen it. It's uh, probably one of my favorite movies of the decade. It's a movie that was pretty divisive, but it's one of those movies that's actually pretty, pretty genius. All right, well, back to Scooby-Doo. <laughs> say I like all the redesigns of like that they've done throughout the years for the characters except for Fred in this one I find it very weird he's wearing like the vest that you would see like reporters like in the early days of like the oh. like Iraq invasion like, you know, like wearing like yeah the what do you call that vest it's like it's like a like, utilitarian vest that like people wear it's like funny you're on vacation essentially in this I mean it's like cameraman I think that's what's best showing. Yeah, it's funny to me though, like they've always changed up Shaggy in all the other iterations, like giving him like a red t-shirt and blue jeans, and but this time it's like, well, we're not redesigning him. We'll redesign the other ones, but not him. Well, at that point, it was probably almost unique to go back to the original design because he had gone through so many design changes at that point. True, true. We can all agree Boo Brothers is probably the best movie ever made. Uh, I only was awake for half of it, so I can't, uh, I can't in good faith agree with that. Jake, what was your opinion on Scooby-Doo meets the Boo Brothers? Well, let's, let's give a quick recap so the audience understands what happened when Scooby-Doo meets the Boo Brothers. Also, did Jordan Peele rip this movie off? I swear to God, if like, I see a bunch of people going around with scissors in the next scene, all in red... Someone's going to get in trouble. Was that a reference to us? I haven't seen it yet. Yes. Also, if they make it... No, that was a reference to Scary Movie 2. <laughs> um, but no, the... The most prescient film of the decade. The plot synopsis... It's like the ghosts were like, I don't think they're getting the message. Let's, <laughs> let's emphasize this a little bit. 
just to underline it a bunch of times. <laughs> but no, the um, plot synopsis for Scooby Doo meets the Boo Brothers. It begins like this. Oh there's, God! There's, Wait. There's a voice Stop. of a there's a voice of a witch who we never see talk singing to us as a will dating a uh, old southern plantation to Shaggy arrives. And then he runs out of his house with Shaggy and or with Scooby and Scrappy, and they go down to the southern plantation where his like great 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 grandfather Beauregard um, Rogers owned this southern plantation. And now it's like, oh, go solve the family mystery to get all my jewels. And then like a bunch of hicks are chasing him, and then they bring in the Boo Brothers, who are essentially just the ghosts of three Stooges, but worse. Uh, and yeah, that's the that ghost right now. Three Stooges. But no, the ghost of the Three Stooges. Oh, I thought you said the ghost from. I was like, what Three Stooges was that? Yeah, <laughs> that, was uh, one, that, that was one of their later movies when, like, everyone <laughs> was dead. They were trying to bring Curly back. <laughs> okay. Get the Necronomicon out. I think Mo would have done it if possible. The Pope would have been trying to do it, but they would have kept screwing it up. Right. Oh. Larry, that's not where the lamb's blood goes. Look right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they they like they've got they they have done it like wrong and also a gust of wind comes blows all the candles out. All they hear is nah, 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 nah. and then that's how the trailer ends. It's like the ghost of Curly appears and Larry sees it and it's just like Mo Mo I see the ghost and then he disappears and Mo's like oh yeah well now you're gonna be seeing four pokes him in the eyes. I'd like to see a remake of The Conjuring starring the um, actors from the Farley Brothers Three Stooges movie. Let's get that. I actually thought those actors were pretty good. I, I think they were well cast. Yeah. Not a good movie, though. Remember when Jim Carrey... I thought that movie was... It was okay. And, well, it remember, was pretty... I, I actually like it. Remember when Jim Carrey was going to play Curly? But he had to Benicio Del Toro was going to play um, Mo, And then Sean Penn was going to play Larry. <laughs> which would one fucking intense Larry. <laughs> he he would have been the one hitting them. Can um, you imagine that? But I remember they announced it. I was so excited. Mo would hit him on the head, and like Sean Penn would be like, "What the fuck do you think you're doing?" Just strap him to a chair and <laughs> beat the shit out of him. I looked at Larry, and I saw the eyes of a fucking killer. Is Curly Larry fine? <laughs> Is Curly just going out about anti-vaccination stances? Oh, he's saying how we're just all meaningless. Possessed by the ghost of Andy Kaufman, apparently. Well, we're in our second win, guys. We promised the, the latter. Right, now we gotta cut all this stuff out. No, that was pretty good. I think that's no. This is all great. We're all keep. We're keeping that in. We were low energy at the beginning, but I think low energy. <laughs> to quote our president, <laughs> low energy. <laughs> Sleepy Jake. <laughs> Crazy Wass. Low energy. Alright, we gotta cut that out. I said no Trump. So I we like how we don't want to make people think that we think poorly of the president of the United States. I just oh, love that look on Fred's face. They're like, that's like a blue. <laughs> like I want that animation. So I want a lot of animation. You want the animation cell when he's crying? No, when Fred's kind of like making it look like, hey, I'm not in trouble. Like that looked like a freeze frame.
from like some 80s sitcom. Like it's like, we'll be right back after these messages. So would it actually taste hot if you just swallowed it whole? I'm not complaining about it. I'm just genuinely thinking about it. I don't now. think so. I th- yeah. well, maybe, no, maybe, maybe it wouldn't hurt. I feel like when I eat really spicy things, like I feel it like in my entire core. Like you know, how you feel the Holy Spirit all the time. I just remember in high school, we like somehow got a kid to eat like a whole ghost pepper. He bit off a little piece of it and then popped a blood vessel in his eye. <laughs> And then if, I, if I'm remembering this right, then another kid came over and like we started telling him what we did. And we're like, oh, we got him to like eat this like a piece of this ghost pepper. We dare you to eat it. And then before he even knew what happened, he just grabbed it and ate the whole thing, and then just like immediately puked. And that kid was Sean Penn. <laughs> Talk about the kid who tried to jump over the fence, Jacob. Oh, I wish. Talk about it. We're gonna have to cut this part out too. Why? We'll tell it later. But we won't. We won't say his name. This is for the Patreon supporters. <laughs> I like how gruesome injuries, like shit, Scooby can just wave them off. Like just his nose collapses. Yeah, they're looking for monsters. They should just turn to their dog. <laughs> yeah, because no other animals talk. You don't see the fucking um, fish or the warthog talk. I mean, I guess the cat goes nah. <laughs> At one point, You're, yeah, you guys think that you've seen monsters? Just wait until you see this abomination of a pet. <laughs> they often say that Scooby Doo wears you taught you that humans were the monsters and that that's the greatest fear. Scooby Doo on Zombie Island teaches you that Scooby Doo is an abomination and that's what we should fear the most. It's actually, this kind of backs up on that wisdom of humans being the real monsters. And it's just like, monsters, monsters. monsters are the real monsters. Pretty much. Now like, ex- there's some human monsters out there, but ultimately they're not going to, you know, they're not, they're not going to add up to as much as those like actual monsters. Now, I want to point something out that I never got in here. Like, they fall in this giant fucking pit that's like 10 feet deep and probably like what 12 feet like long and like the garden they just say oh what were you digging out there to the gardener and he later says i was looking for clues it's like but did you dig that all by out by hand like listen i get in cam clark could probably dig a hole like that i'm just saying why dig a hole like that looking for that i guess it was off a few inches almost got it it's like stanley yelnitz Almost, but not quite. I was about to make a holes reference. Digging up them holes, digging. Sing with me, Jake. Digging up them holes, digging. So anyways, back to Ghostbusters 2. So at this point in the movie, we should be at the courthouse scene. <laughs> the judge is yelling at them that he doesn't believe in ghosts. I, I like the, the ghosts in that scene. The Scolari brothers. It's funny because they look very cartoonish. That, that's the they look ones, like puppets. That's one of the few scenes that I like in that movie. Movie fucking sucks. But anyways, back to Scooby Doo. Yeah, I remember like seeing this clip in the uh, like Cartoon Network trailers, and like I was like I still did not get like how terrifying this movie was gonna be. And yeah, I think this is when I ran out of the room crying. Yeah, I actually did when I was asleep over at my friend's house. Like this was like in '99. Like I scared his little sister with this movie. Oh yeah, pretty funny. Yeah, and that I said girl. something, and she just went away crying. And that little girl was Taylor Swift. Um, 
No. No, Jake would have had a song written about him all <laughs> if that was the case. Well, that song, Mean, is actually about this. It's like, yeah, the lyric, why do you gotta be so mean? You showed me Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Why do you gotta be so mean, Jake? You don't remember that verse? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, that is in there, isn't it? Yeah. I always forget about that. <laughs> very weird, not very specific. Also, as being someone who's been in New Orleans, I call BS that she's wearing that turtleneck sweater. That's like a city that's full of like 150% humidity. Well, this was before global warming. <laughs> global warming didn't start yet. Except it did like 40 or 50 years before this at a minimum. Or yeah. uh, I'm sorry, I'm making myself look very ignorant. We were aware of it as early as like the 1950s, if I'm correct. But obviously it started with the Industrial Age. Yeah. So the Industrial Age, if that never happened, let's just Let's cut this whole part out. I don't want to pretend like my global warming science is exact here. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I've got, I got the right idea here, but just to be safe. Right, we'll replace just to be safe, we're going to start over again. <laughs> disappeared can if he's not in return to zombie island i'm pissed man is there a way to look can we google this i feel like they're gonna keep it secret it's like like how in avengers endgame like they only use like the first 15 minutes like i feel like they're not gonna reveal that oh what like the return of cam clark's character is like this big secret Going on three now, I guess. <laughs> the third one. Return to Zombie Island. I oh guess. yeah. Do we know that's gonna if it's gonna take place on the ex- this ex- exact same island? It's like called Moon Scare Island. Oh, or for something fuck's like sake! Yeah, we're recording this before we've seen Return to Zombie Island, except for like. How do you know we're gonna watch it? Yeah, this is some pretty bad faith criticism of Scooby Doo Return to Zombie Island right now. No one's seen it. <laughs> Woo! Scooby-Doo, where are you? Come on, Scooby, where you been? I like this joke. They're lampshading the outfits. Any red shirts? <laughs> did you, yeah, did, that would have been funnier if he did have the one red shirt. This taught me to be terrified of owls. And Great Danes. <laughs> God is dead. He just like, breaks his neck like the Joker at the end of the <laughs> time returns. I'm still twisted. It's like some like really bad like nineties, early two thousands horror movie where a character gets his neck broken.
don't know, Civil War ghosts. It's the ghost of Gone with the Wind. Ooh. The ghost of birth of a nation. Okay. Oh, just keep the ascot. The only two men who I know who wear ascots are Fred and Don Knotts' character from Three's Company. I was going to say Ken from Barbie. Well, there you go. Mr. Furley. Yes. So, I think we can all agree that, as we've said, this is the definitive version of Scooby-Doo. What's the worst version of Scooby-Doo? Oh, the Boo Brothers. Well, explain to me, like, explain academically speaking why that's the worst. I'd rather not to. <laughs> I'd rather not. I'd rather <laughs> not to. See, that's not... Well, we can all agree, though, Scooby-Doo and Arabian Nights. That's a great one. Is that the one Richard Williams directed? <laughs> yeah, there yeah, were Scooby cut. But yeah, no. I think we can all agree, though, Boo Brothers is probably a low point of the series. How do we all feel about Pup Named Scooby-Doo? It's pretty good. Yeah, I like that show. It's one of the better uh, versions. I, I just love about that how... Yeah, they brought in a bunch of kids to do the voices for that, like Fred, Daphne, and Velma. But then they just have, like, this 70-year-old Don Messick who's dying of throat cancer. Like, 60-something-year-old Casey Kasem. And it's just like, I just love that fact. Yeah, Jacob pointed that out to me when we were re-watching some of them. I never really thought it was too weird about two adults and the rest being kids. It must have been one hell of a group recording session. What, was it group recorded? Do we know that? I would like to imagine. I doubt it. They don't normally record groups together like that. Well, could you just imagine like the three kids like talking about like elementary school and Don Messick and Casey Kasem were like bitching about alimony payments <laughs> or for, like doctor visits? <laughs> Those fucking payments. My son, JC Kasem. Kids never go into this industry. It will ruin your life. <laughs> Oh my god, are they still like in the house? How long is this movie? It's 75 minutes. About as long as Halloween Resurrection. I'm not exaggerating. In, <laughs> in memory of Donald Pleasance. That's Halloween 6. Oh, yeah. That's the, that's the worst Halloween movie. Oh, oh yes, the Resurrection is the one with Buster Rhymes. That's that's not the worst one. It's, 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 it's enjoyable because of Buster Rhymes. He's, he's really giving it his all on that. He's actually the most believable guy who's, like, pretty scared in that situation. He's actually doing pretty well. He has a karate scene, though. Buster Rhymes? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I I have seen, like, two Halloween movies. I don't know. Oh, and that's the best scene. That's what makes it. Trick or treat, motherfucker. No, no, no. He says, you want to fuck with me? Motherfucker. He says, trick or treat, motherfucker, too. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, I'm going to play the clip right now. Oh, no, don't worry. I believe you. I've seen it. I just watched this movie yesterday. No, I mean for the fans, the two people who are going to watch this commentary. Hi, Mom and Dad. No, my parents won't Thank watch God, this. that's who it was. Oh, now I'm worried who it's going to be. It'll be like someone's parent and then like my boss or something like that. Yeah, no, I, I, to the few people who actually are going to listen to this, God bless you. God bless you so much. When we become rich and famous from some other aspects of our lives, not related to doing commentaries. It's a very good blood. adventure. Yeah. Hey guys, if you're still listening to this commentary, thanks.
Usually we say that at the very end of the commentary, but... <laughs> <laughs> I like Scooby-Doo. We just want to thank you halfway through it. Yeah. That was taking a lot. I just like Scooby spitting out the crowd ads like machine gun bullets, because that's how eating works. Wow. That is a very unrealistic portion to this talking dog. Well, listen, I also just, like, as we've said before, Scooby-Doo have rabies in this? Is that, like, a deleted scene? He, he's pretty he's muscle like, they, put, like, a lot of, they put a lot of effort into, like, showing him, like, going crazy over these other animals. These animators are probably excited because they never probably drawn Scooby-Doo pissed off. Like, so pissed. They just get bored drawing the same old shit. And Shaggy's solution here is not to bring the dog inside, but it's just to drive the car with the cats on top and, like, hope they get knocked off. He's got a pile of coke in the back. <laughs> like, like, Scoop! Gotta get away from the... I got all this fucking coke in the back! He's like cooking it in a spoon, and he's just like, oh, fuck, if he keeps barking, they're gonna come out here. <laughs> I would watch a Breaking Bad, um... Oh my god, Scooby would be Walter. I feel like, I feel like... Free my name! I think Fred would be Walt. <laughs> no, Fred, Fred would... Fred, yeah, Fred, Fred would, would be, be like... Hey, Fred hey. would be the unassuming one that you would think would be, like... No, yeah, would you, Fred would be, because he would be no, would you the unassuming assume, one. Would you assume a dog would be a drug kingpin? No, I wouldn't. Point well said. Velma would be um, Skinny Pete, I think. Velma would be Skinny Pete? Yeah, sure, why not? I just think the whole thing with Breaking Bad was that Walt is the last person you would expect to turn into Scarface, and Fred would be the late, would be the same in this case. I am the one who knocks <laughs> death. <laughs> No, I can kind of feel like... No, yeah, no, well, Shaggy would definitely be, like, Saul Goodman. I no, think. no, Shaggy would be Jesse. For fuck's sake. No, that's too obvious. Wait, it's as obvious as... Who is Cam Clark in this equation? I think, um... What was the um, Middle Eastern kid from 13 Ghosts? Who we knew he would be Jesse. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't remember his name. I don't want to say it because I know it's something racist, but if I keep saying... Oh, it's Babu. <laughs> no, it was like, I, I don't even want to say it because I'd like to try and guess what it was. It's going to be somehow even worse than what 1980s Hannah Barbera writers came up with. Um, it was Ali something. Oh, yeah, that wasn't racist. <laughs> no, like, Ali, like, I can't remember. Like, the, I'm going to look it up. Yeah, it's good. It's as, we get to the be, as we get to the best part of this um, movie, I'm going to be so looking up that. Who did the music here? Because I, I read that, like, Three Eyed Blind contributed music to this. Why not okay. blind? Um, no slayers. Like, like it was actually a hardcore band in the uh, main thing. Because these songs never were officially released, from my understanding. You. But they they play clean versions in the credits, so you can listen to them that way. Is it three and blind? Wait, what did you? What song? Yeah, that song. I don't want to be with you. I think oh. it's I only want to be with you, and that's Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh. By the way, did they do the music? You thought the Three Eyed Blind did only want to be with you? I don't fucking know. There's nothing I can do. Um, the kid on Thirteen Ghosts could be a same fun plan. By the way. Oh yeah. well, I would have never have guessed that. I think I was just confusing like that with just some other like terrible cartoon from the eighties. Yes. Yes. Mm. They do have good use of red herrings in this. I gotta say. Yeah. You mean like Red Herring from the pop name Scooby-Doo? the heck names their kid Herring? That was their last name. They just named him Red. Red, Red always seemed like a nickname to me. Yeah.
This is a warning to all living mortals that whosoever opens this chest of demons will release 13 of the most terrifying ghosts upon the face of the earth. The music in this, like, and all, all the other movies were great, but, like, I think the music especially in this one was great. Here's something that, like, Lewis something did the music in, like, the sequels. Yes, Lewis Febre. There we go. That was I was very disappointed in his work. But no, the music in this was like really good. Uh, let me look up like the band that did um, the song Terror Time again, which I've said numerous times and I'm only 75% joking. I think it was Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> I want them to play It's Terror Time again as they lower my casket into the ground when I die. <laughs> what about the first song at the beginning? That's the song that's played at my wedding. Yeah, no, the animation in this is so great. My set. Look at this. This looks great. Wow, that's some great animation. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Sky Cycle did its terror time again, according to the site. Sky Cycle. Oh, okay. I know that. Yeah. That's a great song. But I like how creepy this guy gets, like, for no reason other than I need to <laughs> make it then. Wait, I think there were other ways to be like, oh, there's quicksand. You could just there's quicksand in front of you. Well, he had to prove it. She wouldn't have believed him because she was very skeptical of this man. True. Who are you, mysterious man that sounds like David Bowie? <laughs> Fred's just really pissed off because he has to explain this as insurance agents for the Rack Mystery Machine. Oh. Poor Frank Welker. He's doing all right for himself. What's he worth now? I don't know. They probably paid him fifteen dollars to do the original show. He, at this point, it had raised to fifteen dollars an hour. Yeah, I think the original budget for Scooby Doo where on you episodes was like ten dollars and a ham sandwich. Split. I actually like. I like the scene that's coming up here. This is like a, a rare human funny moment for Fred when they try and pull the mask off. Yeah. Now, could you imagine it's like the walking dead and the zombie bit his hand and that's how Fred becomes like patient zero? <laughs> yeah, I would not put my hand in that guy's mouth. Animatronic or not. <laughs> that's also like how Five Nights at Freddy's begins. How does it begin? No, robots biting you. Uh, is that like turning you into a monster? Probably. This is in 2015. Did you ever watch? Did you guys ever watch Buzz Lightyear of Star Command? No, that was a great show. Yeah, remember the episode with like the the wire wolf, where like the, the energy vampire bit yes. uh, Buzz's friend, and when the full moon came out, he would like turn into a cyborg werewolf. Kind of. That show was awesome. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that it was like actually a pretty freaky transformation. Kind of like how a beloved cartoon character decapitated a man, and now other beloved cartoon characters are tossing his head around. Yo, you know how they destroyed the wirewolf? <laughs> they blow up the moon. It's like an alien moon, and they're like, well, we don't know how to undo like the thing, but if we destroy the moon, then he can't turn back into the wirewolf. If they made a I fell down a rabbit hole recently, I was looking this up, and I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. If they had made another um, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman movie, that's how they would have gotten rid of Lon Chaney Jr. Just below the moon. 
he still would have came back. That's like such a cool idea for like a high concept werewolf movie. It's like we can't kill the werewolves, so we're gonna destroy the moon. It's <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Well, it's like someone did like the math that if you're on like a private Learjet, you could keep outrunning the moon, so you never need to become a werewolf. So it's like Larry Talbot could have avoided becoming a wolf man. But as someone pointed out, it's like, or if you are a sadistic piece of shit, you could always be flying in the other direction, so you're always constantly a werewolf. I always found it really depressing because it's like, yeah, they initially say like all the um, like zombies were like, oh, they were, you know, pirates or gangsters or Confederate soldiers, you know, the real monsters. But then it's like, oh, you see tourists. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's definitely like a wide variety of people over various time frames. And that's what makes this great. There's like, there's real stakes and it's just like, hey, kids, bad things happen to real people. Learn about it at 8 o'clock on Friday night while watching a Scooby-Doo movie. Let's just do some nice claim trivia here. I got a good one. I think you're running out. (laughs) In an interview with The Hollywood Reporter in January of 2017, Moonlight filmmaker Barry Jenkins cited Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island as one of his favorite animated films. There we go. Look it up. Google it. Or I Google it. I don't believe that one. Don't know what to tell you. Clearly you didn't Google it. Alright. I really don't believe this. this I'm the, not looking it up. Is this a Scooby-Doo equivalent of two troops and a lie? I'm just reading trivia to you guys. I don't know what to tell you. Of your life. Well, here's some more trivia for you. Adrian Barbu was the voice. Please don't interrupt. Was the voice of Catwoman on Batman the Animated Series? In this film, she plays Simone Lenore, the villainess who actually becomes oh. a literal Catwoman, which also did happen in the animated series when she was spliced with cat DNA and cat scratch fever. I think I remember that episode. Not one of the best ones. I thought that was. That the, was like they were watching the Spider-Man. The animated series Neogenic Nightmare Arc and Bruce Tim was like oh fuck that guy we can do better that's a Tuesday for John Semper I like how they scream though after beat of C is their friends well now the best part of the movie's over you can shut the commentary off I guess Good night, folks yeah, we'll just let it play. I do help, like how lazy this part of the movie came, how there's like voodoo dolls for all four of them, but they only created three for some reason. Like, I never got that. Like, the guy one is double duty for Fred and Cam Clark. Well, you know. Well, maybe. They didn't have a, they, they basically like had to make these like over the span of like one day. Sure. While they were like entertaining guests at the same time. But don't you think they would have had one for the gardener already made? Yeah, and then they had one for the gardener made, and then they were just like, uh, you know. Make two women ones, I guess. We, we have like five hours, and we gotta entertain them and make dinner. Let's like, let's just get this together. I'm just imagining the scene from Child's Player where Chucky's like just breaking the arms of the like voodoo priest, like using his voodoo doll. It's like, I'm imagining that happening. Like, they're fucking around. Like, they just snapped Daphne's arm too far back. 
a, a background cell from Scooby-Doo, where are you? Is in there. Whoa, is it? <laughs> no, I'm joking with the um, glowing eyes. That's very... It's definitely got to be a reference, right? Probably. Maybe. That, sound, that sounds also like a very stock, like, Scooby-Doo sound. With that. Yeah. They pulled from the Hanna-Barbera archives. And now, a great twist is coming up. You won't see it coming unless you've already watched this movie. Which, why haven't you if you have? Also, I wish the um, mink around her neck was, was also was alive. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, good. in Ghostbusters 2. So back to Ghostbusters 2. At this point, you should be at the scene where Lewis Tully is running away from Slimer and trips over the um, balcony. And now the montage is over. This, so is this movie longer than Scooby than uh, Ghostbusters 2? No. There's only one way to find out. Sync both of these movies up at once. Uh, Ghostbusters 2 actually... See, in order for this time frame that we're suggesting to line up with Ghostbusters 2, you have to be watching it on Fast Forward Times 4. <laughs> we forgot to mention that at the beginning, so please return to that point in the commentary track and resync playing it at that speed. And you'll still be 10 minutes short. Ghostbusters 2 was an hour and 48 minutes, only 10 minutes longer than this. 10 minutes longer? This movie's like 75 minutes. It can't be, it's got to be 90 minutes. No, this is 75 minutes. Scooby. I mean, for us at this point, it's been 110 it, minutes. It has been much longer. It's felt. Okay, Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. Oh, an hour and 17 minutes. Okay. Yeah, see? Okay, fine. I'm sorry. So it's 77 minutes. Oh, it's the same length as Rocky IV. <laughs> so at what point does Apollo Creed get bashed like to death in this one? Yeah, oh, Adrian is in this. Adrian Barbeau is in this. So, yo, Adrian! It all connects. I am going to smack you. Also, we just passed a line where she said, oh, we, were hide, we would hide in here. This was built from when the house during the Civil War to hide from Yankee soldiers. So, this movie's pro-Confederacy, I guess. Hmm. I mean... They're also all zombies, so. Well, the South shall rise again, I guess, is their motto around this island. Along with the pirates and the tourists. Those are actually soldiers from the War of 1812. <laughs> actually, once when you say, yo, Adrian, can you cut my voice down? Just, just be like a long thing of silence. It's like crickets. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> and then have you come out like 10 seconds after that. I remember that being all the trailers for being the cold from the door. Well, this seems like time for another <laughs> Upset that he was not reprising the role of Shaggy, voiced by Billy West in this film, Casey Kasem showed up in the studio one day during production, threatened the director. At one point, he pulled out a Korean War era rifle from his time in the service and pointed at the receptionist while muttering epitaphs about the child cast of a pup named Scooby-Doo. Kasem was convinced to vacate the premises and charges were never filed. Kasem later reprised the role of Shaggy in the series, What's New Scooby-Doo? That's very interesting. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
Yeah, that's the most memorable part of the true commentary now. Have to lay it out to the kids that he was innocent all along. Yeah, what ceremony, Jake? Describe the ceremony in detail. I'm trying to remember the ceremony in detail. They killed him? Isn't that a ceremony? Yeah. Yep, that was terrifying as a kid. Yeah, at this point, you were already very scared, and then they introduced more scary stuff. Well, the fact that they, the, the backstory is pretty disturbing here that you're about to see. Yeah, well, they do a really good job of introducing complex villains that, like, their first batch of victims, the pirates, are terrible, terrible monsters. Well, yeah, which pirates were. Yeah. Sorry, Johnny, that you weren't all charming and great. <laughs> it is, it's actually a, a well-done, interesting backstory. Here comes Jim Cummings, supposed spousal abuser. Oh, remember that story? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm putting the headline up on the screen right now for you guys all to watch. But no, like, this, this, like, last 15 or so minutes, you can especially see the, like, like Japanese anime influence. Like, the clothes fly away, like, they're, like, yeah, or like oh, it's a good point, actually. Yep. I never thought about that. Yeah, I mean, these are just great designs, and I can't wait just to see that, like, is the dollar store versions in the new one. <laughs> I also like that this is shot like the beginning of Wizard of Oz, just sepia tone. There are three movies I can think of that use your tone. Yeah, this this is a, Wizard of Oz and the beginning of Titanic. Can you imagine, like, watching this without any context? And it's like, this is Scooby-Doo. Yeah, I remember my dad, like, kind of only half-assed paying attention watching this with me when I was growing up. And then be like, what are we watching? Yo-ho, yo-ho. Pirates for me. Oh, I love that ride. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we should do um, Pirates of the Caribbean 4 as our next commentary. I am so fucking down for that. Oh, but we can't start over. We'll be here for like six hours. I don't even know where I would start with that movie. You start at the beginning. <laughs> but I mean, look how dark this is. Like, alligators are going in. Like, this is horrifying. You see them coming onto the people. It's not even implied. You just straight up see it. It's great. I like how they go from like Puritans, but like pagan Puritans, I guess. So pagans. I don't think they'd be monsters. If they were Puritans, I don't think they'd be pagans. It's like it's well, they're like, but they're so great. Yeah. They're nice people, though, and then they just turn into literal monsters. Is it going to be like that supernatural episode where at the end of this, they're all like, "Is this mean there's a god? Like, did they're pagan, like pagan cat gods?" What's like with the Indiana Jones movies? Like, how is by the third movie Indiana Jones still skeptical about everything? Well, he's a scientist. He, he thinks he's, things with skepticism. Because he thinks he's figured out the real religion. He can't. 
He's skeptical of like the Hindu stuff because he's like, well, I just saw you know the Jewish guy kill a bunch of Nazis, and then like, oh, okay, I saw the Hindu guy rip a guy's heart out, so I guess that's the real one. And then this like Holy Grail stuff happens. Well, then what but then in the end, ultimately, it was Dan Aykroyd's ancient aliens religion that was real. Well, I, I thought that was like a whole front for Scientology. Yeah, Indiana Jones is a Scientologist by the end of the series. Jacques, Jacques's name, right? Yeah. We're watching this without any sound, but also without subtitles because there are no subtitles on the DVD. So we're trying to go based on memory of what's going on in the movie. That character's name is Shaggy. <laughs> like how he's strangling them. Oh, look, it's the one ghost from the flashback they showed. The farmer. Uh-oh. Is there a chance it must act on it? They should have just sucked the life out of him a lot earlier. Wait, do you think that's what happens and that's why in like some of the other Scooby-Doo movies it's just Shaggy and Scooby? Like, they, there's like a timeline where they fail to save their friends and like that's why we're lucky for Werewolf none of them are around. Maybe. Join us for part two of the commentary where we break down the entire Scooby-Doo timeline. <laughs> 50 years, 50 possible timelines. It'll only take 10 hours. 50 years where the whole thing takes place over the course of like four years. Yeah, Vietnam is still going out of this world, I think. <laughs> Men are dying overseas while these shenanigans are happening. Yeah, but like, look at the, the clothes are flying away. Yeah. Very anime. It works, though. No, I, I definitely enjoy it. It's just something as, like, now an animation buff, I can, like, like notice, like, the, like, creeping in elements. Yeah. Like, could you imagine if, like, they accidentally knocked Cam Clark's, like, voodoo doll completely into the fire and Wait, his character died? Would he catch on fire and then the others would catch on fire as a result? Because, like, he, he's literally on fire and then they're tied to him right now? I don't know. Join us for part three of the Scooby-Doo perspective where we're talking about voodoo ethics. <laughs> I also would have liked, you know, as Belle was trying to untie herself, like, she accidentally crushes her own voodoo doll and is just paralyzed at the end of this. <laughs> oh. I mean, it's made of wax. I know magical wax, but she should be crushing it right now. Say, Velma, I'm going to tear your arm off so you can break out. It's more important that we get to safety and stop these monsters. (laughs) No, Fred. I want this animation cell as well. Jake, write this down. My birthday's coming up. (laughs) Yeah, no, this movie's very pro-Confederate. They're just saying they're the good guys. They didn't have him caught by a gangster or a pirate. They had him deliberately caught by a Confederate soldier. I thought we were just saying that, like, the animators were Japanese. Listen, they played for Team Bad Guys during World War II. Why not? Yeah. 
I wonder who makes Shaggy's shirt because it held up to a lot of strength there. That's a good point. Much like with most cuisines, peppers save the day. Set up and pound. It's pretty good. Click for part four with Dr. Jake's script analysis. That's it. So this is being Shaggy and Scooby are going to die like five years sooner. I, I wondered the same thing as a kid. Well, they, like, would, they would only be half alive for the rest of their lives. <laughs> What's well, like the um, other great um, Hanna-Barbera um, Halloween thing of the 90s, Halloween Tree, where, spoilers for that, um, they end with bribing Leonard Nimoy's monster character by saying, we'll give you a year from each to the end of our lives. So does that mean their friend's just going to die like a few years later? So instead of dying at age 12, he dies at like age like 16? It was a trick question. It turns out that the Leonard Nimoy guy knew that those kids were going to die in a bus accident. <laughs> and now they're just going to die a year before that bus accident. <laughs> the Halloween tree is actually just a secret prequel to Final Destination. <laughs> Uh oh. Daylight savings strikes again. <laughs> Maybe should have had such, so much expository dialogue there, Adrian Barbo. <laughs> yeah, I just remember saying, Daddy, did those monster people just blow up into skeletons? And he lied to you. Thank you. And again, it wasn't the pirate saying it, it was the Confederate soldier saying it. Oh, yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Hannah and Barbera love the Confederacy. Wow, nothing will ever be the same again without Scooby's collar. <laughs> Now, do they have good continuity? Does he have it back in the next scene? Does that mean they have a spare color in the mystery machine at all times in case of monster attacks? That's a step too far. I would never buy that. Do you think Scooby has, like, a chip in his shoulder now? Like, who does he actually belong to? Shaggy? Like, we assume it's Shaggy, right? Or is he... I think Shaggy's the only one that understands him throughout the series, right? Like, no one else ever directly responds to his vocalizations except for Shaggy, if I'm correct. That's an experiment we should do. Join us for the next marathon where we watch every Scooby-Doo episode and media ever. Oh, yeah. I actually assume the reason why this guy is not in Witch's Ghost is the love interest is the same reason why the cop from... Um, the first Child's Play movie is not in the sequels. They just say, oh, he recanted on his story. So, yeah, you, there was no killer doll. You're all crazy. There was no killer cat, people. You're crazy. That's the, the cop from the original Child's Play is, uh, what's his name from The Princess Bride? Humphrey. Yeah, Humphrey. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, Catherine Hicks is um, the original mom, so Seventh Heaven, Star Trek 4, right? Yeah, Star Trek 4. 
And the show, Tucker's Witch, that classic show. I'm just listing off her IMDb at this point. <laughs> Seventh Heaven. Seventh Heaven, season two. <laughs> oh, God, this part always scared the show of me. Uh, it, it's so gross. It's just like, I feel like his like, leg is just going to snap in half. I don't know why that should be the most realistic part of this movie. It's interesting, like, Mark Hamill plays such a small role. I don't think it is, but it would be interesting if they meant it to be misdirection by, like, having a famous actor that plays, like, a character like the Joker doing the voice of a red herring. Well, red herring was a little kid. What if this was his grown-up version? He just, like, moved away in high school down to, like, the Cajun country. His entire build and appearance changed. (laughs) He just dyed his hair and looked like Crocodile Dundee. He spent a lot of years in the outback. Well, thank you for joining us for our first ever commentary for, and last. <laughs> for Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Hit that like button. Subscribe for possibly more, but more than likely not. Listen, you might as well subscribe if this even gets posted. Because that'll be a miracle in of itself. Oh, I'm Which means this. there would definitely have to be more. I'm going to edit this and it's going to come out great. Chris Good night, everybody. Overall, we like this movie. Thank you. Fuck you! Good night and good luck. So you're back from outer space. I just walk in to find you here with that sad look upon your face. I should have changed that stupid lock. I should have made you leave your if I'd have known for just one second you'd be back to bother me, go on now, go. Walk out the door, just turn around.